with Labor Lines, Labor Lines, the radio show on KRFP, Moscow, Idaho, 90.3 on the FM dial. And Labor Lines, the podcast, which we can find at Anchor FM, Spotify, Overcast, and some other platforms. And joining me today, which is the 26th of January from Portland, is Zalema. Zalema is a graduate from the pre-apprentice program with Oregon Tradeswomen. We've had a couple of her uh, fellow graduates on before, as well as the executive director a while back. It's a great program, and I'm just happy to get the word out on that, get a word out on women getting into the trades, be it with a apprenticeship job, or Zalema's is a little different, but I'm going to let you explain that. Uh, just go from there, Zalema, tell us how you will, how you came to the tradeswoman uh, program, uh, and uh, what got you where you're at right now, and what you're doing. Okay, hi. Um, my name is Suleika. I am um, really happy to be talking about this is something that I'm excited to talk about. So, um, how I started with our country women, let's see, I, before I came to the space, and it happened to be, I I was teaching trades, uh, you know, like manufacturing, uh, welding, so by in the electrical program. So, you know, and I was a little bit familiar with the trades. So after that, I decided to go, you know, decided to um, do the transition to Oregon, you know, to the trades. And um, I actually got connected with the Oregon Trade Women. And um, I got into the apprenticeship. And it was a really, like, meaningful experience for me because that changed my life totally in a positive way. So um, I started with, the, you know, uh, all with the program and I learned many different, you know, like pre-apprenticeship trades that they offer our treatment. So, um, you know, they have amazing, amazing counselors. They have wonderful teachers and mentors that, you know, help me to get into uh, the job that I have now. So I'm very appreciative of what they had done for me. And I always, you know, be supportive of our great women. So um, I got to the program, the pre-apprenticeship program, and one of my counselors at Oregon Tribune, Akeem Neal, he uh, helped me to get connected with the city of Portland. Um, and it happened to be, um, you know, like the Portland Bureau of Transportation needed a like some uh, temporary workers. So that's how I got connected and I got hired as a temporary worker with the Portland Bureau as a utility worker too, uh, as a temporary worker. And I was doing it for 10 months. So that was a minimal experience because that taught me how, you know, this, the Bureau of Transportation maintained the streets. I was actually in a little session called street cleaning, which you, what you do in a daily basis is basically going clean, you know, like uh, different parts of the city, uh, you know, picking up trash, you know, clothing, all kinds of biohazards. Um, also, you do trim, you know, do a lot of like mowing all the green spaces around that area. So, um, so we we're part of that, and um, you know, it, it was just a very meaningful experience. Also, we do um, we're part of that. You know, all this uh, when it's snowing, you know, it's you know, city goes and do the and So I kind of. I would just uh, learn a lot about you know, how the city pretty much um, maintains, you know, uh, that city maintains pretty much that. 
team. So anyways, that was a minimum experience. I was there for 10 months. And then uh, I applied for um, a position within the city of Portland. Um, actually, city of Portland Bureau of Transportation. And then uh, there's a division, uh, the Bureau of Transportation called uh, Portland Recar, which there was a utility worker one position and I got interview and that's how I got uh, as a utility one streetcar and being working for Portland streetcar is going to be a few years now. So um, <clears throat> I've been learning so much about that. Uh, right now. Uh, Portland streetcar is an amazing experience because now, oh, now I know how the public station works, which what we do at Portland streetcar we uh, provide uh, transportation to the public in the west east side area of Portland. And uh, pretty much what we do is I maintain, um, you know, like pretty much the help to maintain the, uh, it's a little crew that we have, it's a team. So we have a day ship and a day ship. So, um, what we do is we maintain the platforms. We actually, you know, like make sure that the trains are clean at night, ready to go to the next day. And pretty much any, any we respond to any biopassers that is around that, you know, are in the streetcar. So, um, and also we maintain the facilities. Uh, we had, you know, facilities. Uh, so those are things that I do. And um, also, you know, with COVID, do a lot of sanitation, which is part of that, yeah, uh, city response to COVID. So that's pretty much, you know, what my background is like. Um, well, let me tell <laughs> that's pretty much what me, you know, I, I actually came from Oregon Trade Women. So um, in my level of participation with Oregon Trade Women has always been supportive of any activities that they do, like, you know, it, they have so many like uh, right now with COVID, you know, they just meetings in regards to, you know, like supporting um, other women, you know, like as a mentorship, um, you know, supporting the incoming women to the program. And that's, you know, that I always like to participate on that because it's, it's, it's a rewarding experience. And, um, and, and it's just, you know, and, and, <clears throat> and I think that, you know, there is so many women that don't know about Oregon Trade Women. And that's where I always, you know, um, if any, you know, like if friends or neighbors or anybody who asks me, you know, how I get in the trades, that's the first thing I say. Um, I highly recommend that you check it out, the program, you know, talk to the uh, amazing people that they have, uh, Oregon Trade Women. And that's, you know, just go from there. And especially with the young, you know, some young um there's a lot of young women out there that don't know if they want to get into the trades because they don't really know programs like Oregon Trade Women, you know, like out of high school. So um, that's one of the reasons that I always, you know, say, hey, you know, just go and check it out. It's a great program. So sometimes they don't know if they want to go to college or they want to go into a trade women. So they, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, so it just happened that I, I just recommend that, you know, just go and check it out, see what you think. So. Right, I agree, and and they're doing such a good job, uh, Zulema, that in that they're giving women a chance. It might turn out they don't want to uh, go that route, but at least they get a, a opportunity to to uh, see if that's what they want to do. And uh, uh, and it hasn't always been the case, uh, sadly. But uh, OTW is really doing a good job of turning that around. Uh, and here you are, real uh, really the nuts and bolts of running a decent sized city that light rail in. Uh, 
uh, Portland has always impressed me. They really stepped up uh, compared to their uh, big sister up north, Seattle, which uh, doesn't have anything comparable to it. It's it's a great system, in my opinion. Uh, we yeah. visited the Portland a few years ago, my wife and I, and took it out to the zoo. And that's pretty incredible, that station under the zoo. I mean, that's like way down below the ground. Talk about a subway. Have you worked out there? Yes, it's a tunnel. You know, that's the tunnel that goes right to the zoo. Yeah, it is amazing, and you know, it's it's one of those things that you know, like Portland, you know, like it does things little by little, and it just always amazes me, you know, that amazing people that they have, um, you know, to come out with all this, you know, in our bureau, you know, they have really amazing uh, planners, you know, all kinds of, you know, like people who do a lot of response, you know, in like in heart in the heartbeat with the COVID response, I was super impressed how we, you know, we come out with a lot of different, um, you know, safety, safety, um, you know, safety regulations for, you know, for the workers, you know, for, you know, for the people, for the public, you know, it's just, it's just amazing, you know, especially, you know, with our like Latino and African-American population, I think that, you know, that was a big, a big response, and um, I was just so lucky to be part of that. Well, good. You sound very grateful and in, in, uh, 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 in articulating that. Zulema, Zulema uh, graduates from the Oregon Trade Women's Pre-Apprenticeship Program out of Portland. Uh, I've interviewed uh, two of your sisters, uh, graduates. They went into union apprenticeships, uh, and interesting. Uh, and uh, it sounds like the unions, no matter where you end up going, uh, the unions are very active in the uh, the supporting the tradeswomen program uh, is your shop there at the Portland Department of Transportation or your division, that Bureau uh, of Transportation. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, is that organized as a union? Are you in a union there? Yes, and I would I would love to talk about this because I always think something to talk about the union. I think that you know unions are are amazing. You know, like it's really good to be organized, and um, I actually proud to be a. Uh, part of that, you know, local 483, um, which is, you know, for laborers, laborers, uh, for the Portland laborers. Ah. Um, yeah. So, and um, actually, you know, I want to tell you something that I actually uh, became a chat sewer oh. <laughs> for my, for my, for my little, you know, my little Portland streetcar. And I'm, I'm just very, very proud and lucky to, you know, to be helping my sisters and brothers, you know, because it's, um, you know, we need that support, especially right now with COVID. It's, it's being, it's being, it is really hard, you know. Um, I think that, you know, our brothers and sisters, you know, the, it, you know, we had last year, we had, you know, the fires that happened right here in Portland. You know, um, there was a lot of people who got affected by that. So, you know, our union was very active on that and helping. And it just, it would just amaze me when we all come together, you know, the fires that happen and then COVID, you know, it, it was just like, you know, trying to find out how we can help our sisters and brothers, you know, in the union, you know, we're always supporting each other. And that is so important because, you know, in, in hard times like this, it, it's just, it just, you need that support. You need that, you know, the strength to you to continue because that's what it is all about, you know, continue and, and do the best you can for the public because we serve the public. Absolutely. And guess what, then, uh, Zulema? Um, I am a member in good standing with Labor's Local 335 up in Vancouver. Oh. Awesome. So, yeah. And it's a great union. Uh, you find us everywhere. Uh, our our uh, slogan is that we support the other trades. 
So every job you go on, there's going to be laborers. Uh, there'll be iron workers, uh, electricians, carpenters, but there's going to be laborers there. And uh, yep. uh, yeah, that's great to have them in the shop there. Uh, right. We all need a union is what I say. We all need a union. And uh, certainly through these hard times. And and I am very proud, very uh, uh, proud, I got to say, to be talking to someone like you who has stepped up and be a steward because uh, I mean, there's a lot of work to that. It's not an easy job. You got to be, uh, you know, it's really the uh, front line of keeping a union strong. If if your rank and file doesn't feel like they have someone to uh, approach or talk to, uh, they can become pretty uh, uh, disgruntled about their union uh, uh, if that happens. Yeah. yeah, sometimes, you know, and the thing is, you know, about our union is like, you know, we have really, really good leadership in the labor union and our local 483. And, um, and, and we got really like very good um, support from them, you know, in terms, you know, when it's like an issue or anything that, you know, that somebody is having, you know, like needs something like, you know, like an emergency, you know, we always there and we we get trained, you know, like in a monthly basis, we got meetings and it is, it is, it is this amazing thing because, you know, unions always, you know, they always want to make sure that you are okay, that, you know, you got that fair wages, that you got the fair benefits and you know, that's what the unions is, you know, we are the backbone, you know, of this, you know, any city, you know, in any job. I think that, you know, unions um, are very, um, very positive, you know, in the community because we just not do in the work, but it also we serve the community, you know, we do a lot of like uh, community service, you know, we, we help the public, you know, we, we, we go out there and see, you know, who needs what organization we can donate to. So it's it just, it's just amazing. There's so many things that the union does for, you know, for the workers, you know, the public and, you know, for this, you know, also for the nation. It's just, it's just amazing. So uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you're right. Excuse me. I agree a hundred percent. Right. And, and a man much, much smarter than me, uh, wrote a few years back that unions are an indispensable uh, part of society. And this was a man that could speak uh, and write write in eight languages and speak in 11, uh, the Pope John Paul II. And he wrote that unions are indispensable part of society. So he didn't put that word indispensable out of uh, <laughs> thin air, right? I mean, it pretty, pretty much says that we have to have unions. We've seen what's happened to this country when unions decline. Uh, we all go down, all families suffer, and when unions come up, even if you're not in a union, um, you're positively affected because the businesses that aren't unionized, uh, they might want to keep a union out, so they have to match those, to some degree, match the uh, wages and benefits of the unionized shop down the road. Exactly, you know, and exactly, and I think that, you know, indispensable, thank you for putting that, they are, you know, and there is indispensable for society. Um, I think that it's, 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 you know, I don't think that any job out there, we, you know, without having a union is, it's just, you know, I think that we need to get organized, you know, we need to help them get organized because workers need, you know, need to be treated for, need to be, um, you need to have a fair wages, need to be be able to have their rights, you know, and they just need to be able to speak out what it needs to be, you know, and come up with positive solutions, you know, because I always, you know, my 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 philosophy is always like, you know, when you talk about an issue, it's not just like, 
you know, address that issue, but always come out with a solution for positive, positive outcomes, you know, always making sure that, you know, we compromise, you know, with whoever that we need to compromise with the employer, you know, it's always coming out with positive solutions. It's not just a matter of, you know, like talking about it, you know, and come, I always, you know, I always say, you know, coming, coming with solutions uh, together because that's what it is, you know, it's not, we're not, even though, you know, we're in a separate, you know, separate opinion, we can have a separate opinions, but at the same time, you know, we just can compromise at the end. So that's, that's pretty much my thing. Very good. Right. Because uh, uh, there is, uh, so you're at the front line, if you will, what they call deep organizing. Uh, uh, you're finding out on a daily basis what problems an uh, individual worker or maybe a group of workers are having with the mm-hmm. workplace and we have a contract and uh, and uh, that's, uh, you know, and uh, the, the employees, uh, employers, excuse me, uh, have to be held to that. Um, and again, a very vital service. Once again, talk about serving the public. <clears throat> and we obviously need much more light rail. But uh, Portland's very exemplary. Like I said, we were very impressed. We were there about three, four years ago, uh, right after Thanksgiving and all the uh, street music and all in downtown Portland, and we took the light rail all around. Uh, again, I recommend anyone to take the light rail down to the zoo. That's pretty incredible. You're way down there. You take that elevator up, and uh, you know that's kind of major league for a city. That's I mean, really in world standards, Portland's not a big city. I mean, it's a it's a city, but compared to you know, you know, it, it's not like 10 million people there. So yeah, but you know, like I'm very they just do, you know, and especially in difficult times like this, Bureau of Transportation does an amazing job, you know, like trying to make sure that the public gets served, you know, and, uh, you know, like in, 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 like in terms of, you know, like getting them around where they need to go. And that's one of the things that, you know, that they do. They do it the best. And I just, like I say, you know, I'm super proud to be part of that and also part, you know, part of, you know, compromising with, you know, with our union and also making sure that, you know, everything gets, gets, you know, gets okay, gets right, you know. Like I said, we never have to be like, agree on things, on, on issues, but we can compromise our solutions together, so. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, again, I'm very impressed. You've stepped right up. Um, I hope someday we can meet in person. I'm up in Longview right now, kind of middle oh. of moving things, so we're, we're not that far apart. I have a couple uh, no, yeah, but, yeah, one daughter teaches school in this area, union job, um, mm-hmm. and uh, she's, she became a, a, her, uh, one of the stewards at her school just the other uh, day, uh, earlier this year, school year. Yeah. So, um, bit, yeah. so there we are. So uh, Lema joining me from Portland tonight. It's the 26th of January. Uh, you've given me a lot of your time. Very inspiring. Uh, but let's get this. Let's let's go to this. Because uh, because we don't want to say we glossed it over. Uh, getting into a field that was male dominated uh, and still is to a degree. Have you had any problems coming in with your gender? You know, um, that's really um, interesting. Um, you know, when I actually, yeah, I would say the thing is, you know, I I really like okay as a woman. I when I came to work for the city of Portland, uh, the city of Portland has regular, uh, like policies and regulations in terms, you know, of discrimination. So, you know, I would say that, you know, in our, in my, in my, like, in my job, I, I never like really like experienced that kind of like upfront discrimination, like, oh, someone's gonna come to you. No, because we have, the thing is the city of Portland has 
you know, policy, like I said, policy and regulations in place. And those things don't really happen because it's pretty much, you know, like it's a big no, no. That's okay. Say. <laughs> so it doesn't really happen because everybody who works for like any bureau, any division needs to follow those policies and regulations. And, um, and, and they're in place for a reason. So in terms, you know, being in my position where I am and, uh, you know, like I'm a police regard, I, I haven't really experienced, um, you know, the type of gender discrimination. You know, it could be like, you know, it's a male, even though, you know, our division, you know, is a male dominate, dominate. So saying that, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I, I try, you know, I always work with, you know, where I need to work with. I think that, you know, I, that has been my experience. And where I am right now as a utility worker, um, I always actually been learning a lot from, you know, from uh, my supervisors, from, you know, from my manager. And that's one of the things that, you know, you get trained on, you know, and, and you always have to work with, you need to work. It doesn't matter, you know, what gender they are and what, you know, where they come from by background. So that is one of, that has been my experience. I think that, you know, that saying that, I wouldn't say that doesn't happen, you know, in the trace outside that, you know, uh, with other women, because, I'm, because like I say, you know, we all, um, women, they always, you know, we always get, that gender discrimination and the traits. I think that, you know, there's a long way to go for like speaking up because I'm actually a bit advocate, you know, speaking up about gender issues. And um, that's why one of the reasons that I always support, you know, Oregon trade women because we, we need more women in the trades. There needs to be more like uh, female force in the trades because it's not, I don't see that, you know, um, there's there's equality, you know, in terms of like, um, you know, how many women and how many men we have in, in you know, in, in a workplace. You know what I mean? Sometimes I can be, you know, just like one person in the room and the rest are, are men. But, you know, they all, you know, at the end, you know, you can, I, I can see that, you know, like from the gender view, but... Um, at the end of the day, you know, you as a woman, you know, I, it's, it's my duty just to support the programs that, you know, that help women for the trade, to come to the trades, because that's what we need. We need more women in the trade. And um, that's 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 what I can tell you, John. No, I agree 100 uh, percent. Not only for my sense of equity. I mean, uh, uh, my daughters uh, chose not to go to the trades. Uh, like I said, one's a teacher, one's a school counselor, one's a, a pharmacy rep, and one's a lab scientist. Uh, so right mm-hmm. there, um, but I, I would want them to have opportunity for them and so for someone, everyone's daughter uh, or mm-hmm. sister. But also just for a unionist, like I consider, I like to consider myself, uh, Zalema, um, mm-hmm. it's just a fact of, it's just a, a, a necessity of survival because uh, – if we don't give people a chance to be part of the union, uh, they could say, oh, great. Yeah, you get to make $30, $40 an hour after six, seven years of learning your trade. I mean, no one gives you that union rate, that journeyman rate. But right. if they say, I don't have a chance, why should I support a union? You know, uh, to me, it, it's just a matter for, for unions to begin to come off the floor. And that's where we are with, with uh, the number of workers in unions. For us to start coming off the floor and coming back up, we have to show – we have to – uh, prove 
that everyone has a chance and it doesn't matter then. So you're doing a great job as a steward, as uh, working there, keeping things running in Portland, serving a lot of people, serving the working people, obviously, because uh, that's who depends on that light rail to get the work or the public services. We know, uh, you know they're, not drive- they're not driving that Beamer down the down the expressway, right? They're standing on that platform trying to get the work on time and, uh, and they, uh, you know, they don't want to have to show up at work and, and try to blame it on your bureau. And it sounds like they don't have to. It sounds like you're really keeping things going there. I'm looking forward to getting down that way. Uh, Zulema, anything else? You've given a lot of your time. Uh, you know, you worked. I'm sure you want to kind of call it a day. Anything else you want to add before we sign off? Yeah, I just want to add a little bit about the general. Like I said, you know, I just want to say that I'm very, like I say, you know, I, even though I'm very lucky to to work for the city of Portland Bureau of Transportation and Streetcar. Um, you know, I'm very lucky to have, you know, like, um, you know, mentors and people that have taught me so much in these uh, two years and a half. I always, you know, think that, you know, uh, equality and uh, equality needs to happen, you know, with women in the trades. I think that, you know, that definitely we need to work more, a little bit more. And that's, you know, even, you know, like Oregon to women, but also supporting, you know, like, um, you know, other other programs that, you know, helps uh, young women to come to the trades. I think that's very important. And um, yeah, I just want to end that with, with that note. And also I thank you so much for this interview and the opportunity to, to speak about, you know, our unions and speak about, you know, me and the trades. And I'm just very proud to be part of this. I'm very, very proud to uh, uh, connect with you, Zulema. And, and like I say, on a personnel note, when things clear up and I'm out here in the Longview area, uh, maybe we can get together and have a beer after work, huh? So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so there you go. Okay, Zulema, thank you so much. This has been John Andercheck for Labor Lines, Labor Lines, the podcast on Anchor FM, Labor Lines, the radio show, weekly radio show on the great radio station KRFP Moscow, Idaho, 90.3. I'm going to stop recording now if you just want to stay in the line for a second.